1: The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big M X Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Atlas Brace and FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line. We've got none other than Ryan the Noof Lockhart, second in points in the MX two class for the Rockstar Triple Crown series in the in the Arena Cross portion. The Noof, how are we?
0: Doing well, man. How are you?
1: Hey, not doing too bad, my friend. It's a beautiful Wednesday evening here in uh, Winnipeg. Not nearly the torrential, (laughs) snow-wet, weird downpour that uh, Sarnia and the rest of uh, southern Ontario is experiencing right now. But uh, we're we're still a couple weeks away from spring, but uh, yeah, we're not doing too bad.
0: Cool, cool. Good to... uh good to hear beautiful and Winnipeg put in the same sentence. You don't hear that very often.
1: No, it's not often whatsoever, but we'll <laughs> take it when we can get it, uh, this time of year, definitely. In, in comparison to other areas, including the Seattle Supercross, definitely a little bit more sunny, uh-huh. but, uh, and obviously Seattle Supercross is a re- event that, uh, that you've competed in the past. But, uh, I call you up this, this evening, my friend, because you are second in points in the MX2 class, uh, in this series. Um, uh, a, a spot that I don't think you expected yourself to be in. I don't expect, I don't think anyone who made any type of preview pod, including you would have put yourself in, but uh, here you are second in points and, uh, and planning a trip to Ontario that uh, maybe wasn't in the card six weeks ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a secret. I know how to ride ring across. I mean, I do it a good part of the winter with the future West series that happens in the fall time. And, so, obviously, I have some laps under my belt, but, I mean, kind of coming into Abbotsford to the first round with not knowing exactly what was going to happen, who was coming, whatever, whatever, and, you know, my goal was to make the main event in both classes. So, um, yeah, I kind of exceeded those expectations, and, I mean, it hasn't been for, you know, lack of... Or, a lot of raw speed or, or anything crazy, just been consistent and kind of staying out of trouble, although the one the kind of the highlight of the whole series for me was qualifying second in, in Calgary in lap times. I was only a couple tenths off Moss and in time qualifying, so I guess the old boy here does have a little bit of speed left. But uh it's been fun. It's been fun, Brad, honestly it's um something that I didn't expect, something that my family didn't expect. I mean the, the goal was to go to Calgary or go to Abbotsford and see what happens and then possibly ride Calgary um just for fun and then you know second points bit of a gap over third um obviously probably not going to catch moth for the lead in the
1: points but uh it's been cool absolutely and obviously last time we talked was uh, right after the meltdown uh which happened in uh in Abbotsford 15 minutes from where you call home and uh um you're you're all smiles, i believe fourth in points at that moment and uh and working towards getting uh like just doing another round, you know what I mean? And, uh, and sure as shit, mm-hmm. you go out there, you, you, you seem to have a flow on an arena cross track, uh, like honestly unmatched by very, very few, uh, especially in Canada, and uh, just riding with a, a whole lot less pressure on yourself um, than a lot of the other guys around you, I feel. Um, do you feel like that's kind of a bit of an X factor for you? Because uh, not to say that you, you crack under pressure, but uh, when you're able to just go out and do your thing, things seem to ha- go your way.
0: Well, there is no pressure, I mean, honestly. I mean, uh, i kind not of like I'm contracted or paid or getting bikes and parts to go do these arena crosses and trying to get results to, to keep the ride going. I mean, there's zero expectations. I I try to go out there, and obviously I want to do good. I mean, I don't want to go out there and get smoked or start at the front and fade to the back. So um, it is nice not having pressure and, you know, throughout my whole career, you know, <clears throat> back 10 Ten or so years ago, there always was pressure, and I didn't handle it the best, but uh, there's zero pressure. I mean, even going into this weekend, I'm I'm literally, here's my mindset going into this weekend. So, I scrambled together and got my bike there, um, thanks to Carlson Racing. So, Davey Fraser and Keelan Meston drove my bike out there on Monday. Um, I'm flying in on Friday um i didn't even send a gas can i sent no part i filled my bike up with gas on the way like at the gas station on the way to drop the bike off to get it shipped out there so i'm coming with my gear bag and my bike which is still completely bone stock um from how i rode it um previous and if i do well in sarnia then i'll go to bury the following weekend if i don't do well then i just we'll stay home and go to a local race instead. So that's kind of the mindset we're at. It's uh, very low, low pressure and just kind of riding it out to see what happens.
1: Hey, ride it out, see what happens. Seems to be getting better the more you uh take that approach. Um as far as the lap times go, um do you feel like the the extra uh time on the track that you've had racing both the 250 and the 450 has a little has been a bit of an ace in the hole for you just getting comfortable on the track, seeing how it develops? Do you feel like that might be a hurdle that's uh, presented to you now that you focus on one class and uh you're a factory superstar flying in on a Friday?
0: <laughs> yes and no. Um obviously for me not riding during the week or practicing or doing any of that, um, riding the two bikes helps because I'm getting literally back to timing when I'm riding both bikes and, and doing a shit ton of laps. But, um, I believe like, no, you know, all joking aside, I probably threw away a podium on Friday night for the fact yes. that I did lead for a couple laps. I ran second for another lap and then I ran third for a majority of the race, but, with about ten, with about five laps to go, I mean, I was smoked. I was tired, um, and Nodded got me with a couple laps to go. So I probably threw away a podium for trying to be a hero and riding both classes. But uh, and the same thing with Saturday night. Like I rode 96 laps on, or sorry, 91 laps on Friday, and 106 laps on Saturday. So a total of um, like 197 laps throughout the weekend, which is stupid for a 34-year-old guy um, who's not in the best shape and who doesn't ride during the week. So um, it's it's been a blessing, and, and yet it's been a negative at the same time. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go ride just the one class because maybe I can kind of hang it out a little bit more if I, if that makes sense and if sure. I know how to do that these days. So
1: yeah, give her the gusto and take it for what it is, my friend. It's uh, you're you're racing, you're doing your thing, and uh, between you and Brad Noddett, um, it's kind of cool to see two three digits in the top three. It's uh, you don't see that too often.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, I knew Brad. I mean, he doesn't ride near as much anymore either, but uh, in a little better shape than, than myself. I mean. The field isn't overly deep by any means, but, you know, there still is the young guns with, you know, Canella and, and Ward and, and myself and Juan Bedell and, and a couple other guys, and obviously Dylan Wright being hurt now, um, which, which sucks, uh, which sucks for him, but, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's there, it's, you know, a championship's a championship, and going to be in it to win it, and that's what we're doing right now, and it would be awful weird if I kept getting fourth and finished second in the championship. But, uh, um, you know, I really want to get a podium, and that would be awesome if I could get at least one podium, no matter what the outcome is in the, in the overall series. Um, that would be something cool and, and memorable for sure.
1: Absolutely, you'd be setting yourself up uh, well on your way to get uh, possibly um, more than likely attending Barrie, if that's the case. Um, with with the series going east, do you feel like that uh, injects a little bit more more talent into a a, a, a class that you said maybe not be uh, the deepest class in the world? Just going into the depths of, of su- southern Ontario, where that's uh, just population wise, there's got to be some fast more crossers there.
0: Yeah. Yes, and no. I mean. I don't know how much talent is left in, in Ontario as far as young guns come. I mean, there are some young kids coming up, but I think they're intermediates. Um, we will see more guys on the gate for sure in 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 Sarnia this weekend. I mean, it's close to Ohio. It's close to Michigan. Um, there's lots of privateer guys in, the, in those parts that, that come up. So, I mean, there's going to be more guys on the gate. Um, probably some a few South guys too. So, I mean, you never know. I haven't been paying super close attention to it, but... Honestly, maybe a few more guys in the class could help me um, to kind of get in between me and Canella and and Ward because that's who I'm in the points battle with now. Um, So, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to get a few more guys. That way, you know, the three of us aren't finishing two, three, four the rest of the rounds to kind of mix it up a little bit. So it could go either way.
1: Fair enough. And now, so uh, you'd mentioned that uh, you, you definitely do have some speed on arena on cross and that's no, no, no doubt. But when it comes to uh, the kind of the way you attack the, the qualifying process, putting down a lap, what do you feel is the most nece- like what's most necessary to be really uh, to just put down that liquid fast lap time and qualifying? Is it, is it being smooth over the jumps? Is it connecting all of your corners? Or is it a combination of everything?
0: Yeah, well, the time qualifying thing is a, is a bit weird for me because when I was in my prime racing, you know, the nationals in Canada and, and stuff like that, we still raced during Saturdays for qualifying most of the time. I mean, it wasn't until the last couple of years where I think we went to time qualifying. But And even when I did Supercross, it was day qualifiers that qualified you for the night program and, and whatnot. So it's a, it's a bit of a learning curve for me. Um, the easiest thing for me to do is you go out and you kind of, um, I always tell myself, you know, first lap is about 70%, second lap, you know, 85%. And then by the third lap, you got to, you got to go because the track deteriorates, especially on cross. Um So you've got to throw down, and I usually do about five laps consistent, and that's usually where my fast lap comes from. But it's definitely something that's a bit hard on the mental game because you're thinking about the time, and if you make one small little mistake, you're like, oh, shit, I, I know I messed that up and I can do it faster. But if you're thinking that way, then usually you're overthinking the situation and it makes it even harder to put a lap together. So I was trying to tuck in behind somebody that I know that's faster than me and, and kind of treat it as a little miniature race and, and go for it. And that usually works out.
1: Yeah, seems to be working so far, my friend, and uh, honestly I, I think that uh Kawasaki Canada really should think about maybe uh using this as the ultimate ad for the the uh, the uh kx two fifty f because um pretty much bone stock like what like a uh a pipe and silencer it's about it and uh second in points that's not bad yeah
0: yeah the bike is uh <clears throat> the bike is
1: pretty,
0: the bike is pretty basic for sure i mean I got my handlebars on it and i got a a different sprocket and a pipe. Um stock suspension. Um wow. I literally just cha- I just changed the rear tire. It had <laughs> it had the original one hundred ninety nineteen on it from from stock that I rode through Chilliwack. I mean I don't I don't ever practice on the bike. I just I just race it on the weekends in, in Arena Cross. So I put a one ten on it. So hopefully that doesn't rob too much power for me. <laughs> and uh yeah it, the bike works works for me and what's crazy i've been faster on the 250 all through arena cross this winter even in the future west stuff lap times results everything better on the 250 which is weird for me because normally i'm a better 450 guy
1: Fair enough. We're well, putting put the work in. Really do uh, wish you the best of luck this weekend in Sarnia. Hopefully it, uh, the uh, the mud is the dirt is already in the stadium, so it doesn't get uh, any, any uh, it doesn't get wet or sloppy or anything like that. Hopefully we can avoid that. But uh, what's new and exciting at uh, at Atlas Brace? What's newly exciting uh, at 100 uh, percent goggles?
0: Yeah, I mean, busy time of year, like I was saying before we started recording, I'm I'm on a road trip right now doing uh, what we call spring booking, so basically where dealers stock up on products for, you know, getting into the busy season and stuff, but uh, yeah, just chugging along, of course, uh, you know, things are things are good, Atlas moving along, and nothing really crazy, you know, some new stuff coming for 19, but... So into the eighteen season, new product will be released in August, July, August of this year. So we're excited about, uh, excited about that. And uh, on the Matrix Canada side of things, um, yeah, busy, you know, we do Mobius knee braces as well, um, which are super popular right now and obviously 100%. I got a set of
1: those. Those are awesome. Mobius? Yeah, they're great. I, I got a set of them mine to replace my CTI-2s and I love them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean... Um, we've had great success. We're the exclusive Canadian distributor through Matrix uh, for Mo for Mobius, and uh, you know, there's lots of options out there for braces, but the the Mobius ones have been been great as far as an off the shelf, you know, designed for moto off road type of use. So um, it's been successful successful for us. And then a new a new brand that we just uh, recently relaunched with Matrix uh, inquired. Uh, acquired over the last couple actually the last year uh, is Tag Metals so I'm sure you're familiar with Tag Metals and a lot of other people but it was pretty much non-existent over the last I don't know three or four years and was pretty much bankrupt A company and Matrix mm-hmm. uh, purchased it and over the last year we've uh, kind of revamped all the gave it a facelift and redone all the packaging and colors and barbends and added in a couple new products, so um, we launched that basically middle of January of this year and taking some time to gain some traction, um, of course. I mean, it's a competitive market with Rental and pro taper and whatnot, but um, excited for the what the future holds in that. I think there's a, a big gap in the market in Canada that where you know, TAG can really uh, jump in there and capitalize on it.
1: For sure, Tag is that a an original brand from like the kind of like the, the amount the brands that were kind of under the uh, one industry's uh, umbrella.
0: It was, it was, it, it, it's been tossed around a whole bunch probably over the last I don't know ten years, let's say. I mean, Rick Sharon had Tag at one point when it was six six one Canada, right? And then of course the the Mag Group or whatever you want to call it came in and bought uh, bought all those brands, and then they were doing it. And then it kind of went on its own for a little bit. But like I said, it, um, it really needed a, a facelift. I mean, the name and the logo and stuff is still one of those, you know, keystone items that you can always remember in your head. So we revamped it, like I said, and, and kind of, you know, sourced out some new factories and manufacturer, manufacturers for the products. And um, it's, turned out, uh, it's turned out great. So we weren't quite ready um, in 2018, the launch with any big teams, um, that will be more of a 2019 product because the, the products were a little bit late uh, arriving. But uh, we got lots of Canadian privateers using the stuffs and um, getting it with, into the local dealers and whatnot. So, hopefully for 2019, we'll have a you know some Supercross teams using it and uh, and kind of go from there.
1: There you go, my friend. Well. <laughs> Brian, the new Flockhart, always a pleasure to have you on the show this weekend. We wish you the best of luck this weekend in Sarnia and subsequently most likely heading on over to Barrie, Ontario. Um, Ride your balls off, man. Have fun at it. And uh, as always, I appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. In motorsports, the action pulls us in and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drake's has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Entichknapp, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat,
2: Serial V's and goes
1: That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball.
0: What's up guys? It's Bruce Cook here with Nitro Circus. We're coming to Kelowna, BC, May twenty fifth for the next level tour, and I am so stoked to see you there.
1: The most action packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all moto adrenaline rush, will have death-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the next level tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX next level takeoff ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus next level tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit NitroCircus.com.
0: Hey guys, it's Fly Racing's Justin Braden, winner of the 2018 Daytona Supercross. You're listening to the
1: Big MX Radio. And we're back. Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by Atlas Brace. I am your host, Brad Gephardt, with us on the line now after the commercial break. None other than Kyle Thompson for his second, he is a repeat offender, his second appearance on the podcast. Kyle, how's it going?
2: Oh, great! Glad, uh, glad you brought me back. I didn't know if I uh, failed the first time or not, but
1: uh, I'm back. Not at all. Absolutely, having you back by uh, popular demand. Absolutely, (laughs) just crashing my email was all of the uh, the requests to have you back on. People are thirsty for your moto knowledge, and uh, now that you're a a big time TV star, it's. uh, I know why. I understand why.
2: (laughs) Two episodes in, and I'm a big time. That's funny, but uh, no, it's been going well we're uh, excited with uh the series and how it's shaping up um like we talked before it's uh it's new for Canada and it's uh it's in the right direction i believe um it's something that canada needed for a long time and like almost a year round schedule you know you got a short off season and then we're back to it
1: For sure, you got to keep that top of mind awareness. Something they talk about too much in uh, in business school. Getting that, keeping keeping motocross, supercross, and arena cross on the people's uh, the tip of their tongues. They're talking about it, and uh, most recently talking about the the Calgary arena cross, both Friday and Saturday. uh, The broadcasts were flawless. I really enjoyed it. We saw some high flying action, and uh, we also saw uh, a, a basically we saw we've seen Canadians in littered all the way through the top three in both classes uh what were your biggest takeaways from uh the double event march uh march 16th and 17th
2: i was it was a good event calgary's always a great venue uh it's a little bit more open than the uh the arena cross normally would be in a hockey rink right so yeah, it's got a little team. bit more room being the equestrian center and uh it had some good speed like those guys were going fast out there so big i think jumps. The, the biggest thing was yeah big jumps high speed so Seen some good racing. Uh, I Honestly, like, you know how Rain across gets, it's sometimes like, oh, it's one line, it's hard to pass. But, man, we've seen some good passing and, like, some good almost takeouts in those, a couple of corners, you know. But I think it's clean so far. I th- honestly believe that the next few rounds are going to get a little bit uh, uh, dirtier, to be honest with you. I, I, you know, it's going to come down to crunch time. And these guys are going to want to win motos and head to the outdoors with some confidence
1: for sure only 1 point separates your top uh, top riders in the 450 class and uh and it's it's honest it's pretty tight even still in the in the 250s Moffin by enjoying himself a, a little looks like a 22 point lead um it's 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 an awesome series so far. I think a lot of people are embracing it. Uh, what, what, what did you notice about uh, the fans coming in and enjoying in Calgary? I really felt like people, uh, this was obviously, since the first race was a bit of a meltdown, so to speak, pardon the pun. Um, yeah. this, this was the first time that Canadians got to see a, uh, a, the, the, the MRC Triple Crown, uh, the, the, the Rockstar Energy Triple Crown series at its full, full horsepower, and uh, they were impressed
2: yeah it was a good uh the whole fan experience uh rockstar pit party was in full force on both nights um riders getting down there meeting the fans fans meeting the riders checking the bikes out checking the track out i think that part uh really added to it like abbotsford we weren't able to do that with the track conditions obviously but being full force in calgary and having that um run and i i think that set the tone for the night and then the racing didn't disappoint right like we had some Great racing all around. Feels like forever ago because we've been working on the Sarnia event and Barry event to close it out. Uh, so much that I almost forget about what happened. But um, no, I like the live stream, everything just ran great. Uh, I'm getting good feedback all around.
1: For sure, and, and on top of that, uh, was it Fox Sports Racing? Uh, also, uh, was like you guys were visible on television, not just through my live stream on my laptop, patched in through my 40 inch flat screen TV. You guys were available <laughs> on cable.
2: Yeah, exactly. We're um thirteen day after airing, so it's pretty uh wicked for Canada to be able to watch it uh on national television thirteen days later. Um so this actually this Friday we'll have the round three. I believe that they do like a re airing of round two and then go to round three. Uh they did that for last Friday with the Abbotsford and then they went to Calgary. So uh it's pretty good and then later on, you know, the American viewers can see it on Map T V so It's going to be pretty seamlessly throughout the year that uh, we're going to have Canadian guys, Canadian riders visible to, you know, North America.
1: For sure. absolutely, And anybody else who uh, happens to have that cable package, uh, American or uh, Canadian, you are going to be able to watch that and, uh, and see a familiar face. I don't know how you guys pulled this off, but it's probably part of his uh, 58 race a year program. Mike Brown comes out on the 68 machine, uh, decked head to toe, no doubt, in some FXR gear. And uh, yeah, not a bad showing.
2: Man, that's, honestly, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Uh, Like, how could I forget how well he rode on Saturday? Friday was, like, I feel like it was, you know, par four course, like, on an old guy's spectrum. The guy's been around. He's raced forever. Like, just kind of, like, looked like a a normal vet rider at that level. Obviously, he's way better than a vet rider, but, you know, 45 plus, he's like, oh, that's a really good ride for him. Then he came out Saturday, and I was like, he had a crash right off the hop in practice, and then the rest of the day he was like honestly 2001 mike brown winning um nationals on a pc bike i couldn't believe the speed he was right with cole that whole made until he pumped up a bit and faded and obviously got taken over by three riders of uh gerky uh, and Medalia. but his like style speed corners like everything was so spot on i was like super fan moment um you know flashback so that was pretty cool
1: Oh for sure. It's still Mike Brown. I'm thinking Pro Circuit 2001 getting smacked in the ass by his Bridgestones just twisting the throttle. Yeah. Like uh like it's he he might have changed colors but he's still the same old Mike Brown and this weekend uh like he 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 literally puts down uh a, uh he races in Canada one weekend. One week later he's in um he's in Glenn Helen racing a two stroke chasing around the kids. I think he did well there again. Uh, another guy that's racing the Canadian series, Doug Dubok taking fifth place overall in a two stroke race against yeah. teenagers. Jeez. Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah,
2: Dubok, man. Uh, he must be in his 50s now. I remember late him
1: 50s coming to sure. Can-
2: Oh, man, he was in Canada what 01 when he wanted. Yeah. Uh, the Canadian series on that old dumper. And he man, was like
1: late like, f- late 30s maybe 40 by then.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like in the 40s. So, man, that's incredible that guy rides as fast as he does at his age. Like, wow, those two guys, just remarkable humans.
1: That they are, but uh, so what? What do we have to look forward to in Sarnia this weekend? It's going to be a packed house, April seventh. If you haven't already got online now, go get your tickets uh, to the Progressive Auto Center, uh, and they spelled center wrong as far as Canadians go. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, so Sarnia for us is uh, our home uh, arena. We're fifteen minutes away, so nice. it's a big event for us. We know a lot of people here and. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a packed house. Uh, we did some radio stuff today, and the thing was blowing up. A lot of Rockstar was giving away. It's, uh, it's a big event uh, for us in Ontario, and everybody coming back from south, you know, riding all winter. It's going to be like their first stop to starting up their racing season, doing this round in Barrie, right? So the Ontario scene is going to light up starting April 7th.
1: There you go, so like, like, this is a question that I asked to uh, to Ryan, and you, you, he didn't really have a solid answer for me, but do you feel like uh the series entering Southern Ontario is going to inject uh, a little bit more talent both in both classes, knowing that uh, just like how much uh like there's there's riders from just across the border? you'll have American riders, you'll have that densely populated uh, Southern Ontario crowd in there, and uh, so I, I feel like there's going to be a whole lot more talent on the line.
2: Yeah, I think so. I want to say that, you know, a lot of people had their questions going into the first couple rounds, like, oh, is this this legit? What are we expecting? And then I think Southwestern Ontario or Quebec or this region over here got to see what it was all about. You know, if they watch the live stream or the TV and be like, hey, I can get out there and mix it up with those guys. Let me try this and see if I can get some points towards the Triple Crown, you know, and I think it'll be good. I think, um, you know, Lockhart will have work cut out for him um, with some of these Ontario boys, but, uh, you know, like uh, the, the Tanner Wards, the Marco Canellas, um, I think those guys are going to, you know, be a little more, more comfortable being closer to home.
1: For sure, it's like I think the the cool, common collected uh, Noof. He's he's just he's the new Noof. He he doesn't crack under the pressure, so I think uh, he's gonna put that bone stock Kawasaki uh, still and somewhere in the top five there. I think he's he's open to oh, the yeah. podium. But uh, I, yep. I had a joke with him now, like he went from driving 15 minutes to a local race at uh, at Abbotsford to now be a factory superstar, having his bike shipped <laughs> and flying in on a Friday. So we'll we'll see if that uh, uh, changes his uh, his his attitude and maybe even his results by the end of the weekend but uh i think it's great to see a guy like him still still out there ripping it and uh a guy who still he works nine to five like you said he's a blue collar guy
2: yeah yeah i know exactly um i feel like this, this is his career rejuvenated another time uh i know a few years back he filled in for uh kyle keese when he got hurt on his yamaha and finished out the season with him and now he's doing it again you know <laughs> i'm not sure he's gonna do many outdoors but it's pretty cool to see him indoors uh, And super impressed with his speed as well at Calgary. I was watching him in practice and try to take in, you know, a few laps for every rider. And yeah, (laughs) Ryan did not look out, out of place and his continually getting fourth place is showing it.
1: For sure. Now, uh, the, the 450 class looks to to be about a two horse race, only one point separate those two, but they almost got a 15 point gap back to the third place rider. This, this guy on top, I'm not too sure if you're familiar with Cole Thompson. What like is, do you, do you know anything about him? Are you familiar with this racer? what can you tell me?
2: Yeah, I've known him for a little bit. Um, some 30, 20 years for him, 25 years. Um, um yeah, he's um he's coming in um 1 point ahead of Colton and I know they're buddies and you know they they train and ride together and uh it definitely is going to add tension to that friendship but uh those two are set on winning. You know, I seen Colton get off his bike on Friday after having a it was a third place. I believe Tyler finished second and he did not look happy. He was not thrilled to be in that position. Um, and like anybody getting a podium should be, you know, super pumped, but yeah, Colton wasn't happy. Just like Cole wasn't happy when he got second in Abbotsford. So those two are not happy unless they're top of the box, leading the points, red plate in hand. Um, so I think it's going to be a barn burner right to the end with this, those two, uh, two with the three rounds to go, but you got to factor in Gurkey's getting better. Tyler is always, if he gets a start, he's always a threat, you know, and then Epstein, he's going to look for some redemption too. So, I think it might twist, throw a twist in it with the Colton and the Cole, but uh, who knows,
1: right? For sure, absolutely. Like uh, you, get, you get a guy like uh, Medaglia, who's uh, pretty comfortable in uh, the, the friendly confines of a place like Abbotsford, not Abbotsford, uh, Sarnia, and uh, and maybe that guy's able to crack off some wins here. And uh, and and you can't cut out uh, uh, Matt Gerke. You also can't cut out uh, Dylan Epstein. The top five are. Uh, like, these guys are serious. And I, I think that uh, you're going to see some, some guys that who need to make up a lot of points really stick their nose in, maybe get a little bit dirty this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's what I think it's going to come down to. Um, you know, first round, like we talked about, it was a bit of a wash. It was kind of like a warm up, which was nice. It was, a, it was nice that it was muddy because it was like, ah, you know, it was a buddy race. You know, they weren't too serious, like pumped to be done it. Yeah, good job, got a podium, whatever. Calgary brought out more intensity. Um, you know, it got more serious, got more real. The series got real to them and they're like, wow, you know, there's championship on the line, not making the clash both nights for Tyler was a huge hit to his points. You know, there was a couple points that he could have grabbed up and then having crashes in the main event, you know, caused him to slip back that uh, second night, which he finished fourth. He passed Brown late that, that moto, but uh, he lost a bunch of points to Colton and Cole. So um, that being said, I think Tyler's going to come out uh, looking to make up some ground and Sarnia, And, um, you know, he's obviously going to be working on getting out front early and staying on two wheels. And I honestly think he's going to be the dark horse coming in to steal some points.
1: Well, there you go. Um, from an analyst's uh, point of view, uh, how have you seen these guys kind of interacting with each other, kind of feeling each other out? And uh, and honest, honestly, uh, some of the guys that aren't currently uh, like favored to win the championship, how are, the, what are what do you what do they need to do to uh, to make themselves a factor going forward for the at least the arena cross title? But of course, the whole big picture is uh, putting yourself in a good position for that triple crown.
2: Yeah, no, it's, uh, you can see, um, even in practice, these guys are firing at each other, you know, one guy will go for a hot lap and, you know, maybe a guy supposedly got his way the next lap he's getting stuffed, you know? So, um, I think coming into outdoors, like this whole series of arena cross is going to put a different, uh, spice on it. It's going to be, you know, before you're like, Oh, first round, you know, feel each other out. These guys, these top five guys that are going at it they're already going to know each other well. So anybody coming into outdoors that hasn't been racing, I think it's a little scary for them being the fact that these guys are already up to speed, up to intensity, knows who who the guy is going to be each weekend to beat and um, just having racing under your belt, you know, starts, you know, just the, the time qualifying itself, you know, that's intense watching those guys try to put the fastest lap in. It's like, man, those guys are going balls to the wall just to, half a second or a quarter second or a hundredth of a second off their time. So, um, yeah, this, this whole series coming in, it's going to be like a, you know, a, a preview of what the outdoor is going to bring.
1: Fair enough. And, and does any of this make you want to dust off the boots and enter one of those, uh, those age classes?
2: <laughs> you know what? Um, I would love to, I'd love to, That if that was all I had to worry about it's just jumping on the bike on Sunday and, you know, putting a couple motos in, but we work, you know, what I mean, so much going up to the event and, and the Saturdays of the event, uh, like even for outdoors is going to be busy days. By Sunday, there's, there's not going to be enough jam in me to get out there and put in some motives of those amateurs, uh, with the amateur or what is it? The Parts Canada Amateur Opens, which are going to be huge this year. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's going to be key for a lot of these amateurs to get out these. It's going to be on the Sunday, um, after the pros are, are there so it's going to be feeling like their own pro day and it will get them accustomed to being at the race getting their two motos in you know their longer motos more prestige bigger trophies bigger everything more exposure so it's going to get them ready for that next step to the pro i feel like in the past the amateur days almost been like kind of a local race thrown in there not too much care there's going to be like a live stream live commentary it's going to be it's going to be unreal and it's going to be a good experience this year for those guys
1: Well, there you go. Absolutely. I think these guys are, uh, it's a great uh, experience. I I know for myself, every arena cross that I was able to ride, both uh, the provincial rounds as well as, uh, I'm not too sure if you remember those arena crosses that, uh, what what, what was it? The Future West series? No.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Future it, West did it, some over our way in Ontario years ago. Like I want to say like, two thousand five, but I don't know yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, that's totally what it
1: was. It, yeah. it would have been like they okay. came to Winnipeg 05-06. And, um, okay. and both those events they they injected life, they injected um, just like a, a just a whole a totally different uh, mentality into the racing locally. Uh, it created more competition. People were getting ready and getting excited about racing dirt bikes in the middle of January rather than the the tail end of april so i, I think that it uh, it pushed the pushed people to want to race more it put push people to want to do more within the sport um so I, just more activity like you said having that year-round calendar really does help because uh when motocross is out of sight it's out of mind
2: yeah 100 percent. right you're only as good as your last race and like you said like as soon as it's you know hockey season say then it's you know shut the brain off for Can- canadians and the only ones that do anything There's the guys that go down south and train and you get the odd guy that races supercross these days. So I think it's going to give, um, Canadians something to shoot for in the future, right? Like they're like, Oh, well we can get down earlier to train. Let's get back to Canada and start racing earlier, you know? So I, I honestly, I'm a huge believer and I'm glad that we, you know, work together with a lot of these good partners like rockstar parts, Canada, Royal distributing to put this huge project, you know, out there and these guys get to race you around.
1: Speaking of royal distributing uh, the internet and social media is a buzz from royal distributing jumping on the mx 101 team some new graphics on those bikes including uh the 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 likable marco canella uh w- w- what's your thoughts on on a company like that jumping in with the team and uh yeah just uh, just helping out the sport just that much more oh that's
2: just for that team alone
1: like that's just a huge um,
2: that's huge for them you know I know they've been uh, you know on a tight budget for the last few years and to get a sponsor like that, especially Royal who's backed this sport forever and, uh, such a powerhouse in Canada. Like that's awesome. They backed a good team and I'm excited for that crew. I love that guy. Um, uh, Kevin Tyler who runs the, uh, the program over there with Johnny Grant. Like they're just outstanding people and great to be around. Uh, you see him at the track all the time, always happy to be there and just, they put out a good program. They have great riders like Sean winning last year, you know, Jess Pettis winning uh, motos and um, overalls in the outdoors. Excited to see him back um, come outdoors in MX Tour. Um, and then they got uh, Hayden Halstead who rode with them. They have had Dylan Wright. You know, they had some uh, great riders through that program, and I'm pumped to see they got more support.
1: For sure, the Hayden Halstead uh, most recently driving truck for some sort of company. I'm not too sure what. Yep. That's, that, that's, yeah. his, that's his day job, but the kid still throws it down yep. on the weekends. He'll probably put down the steering wheel for this weekend to uh, just to do his best in the 250 class. Just yet another guy who, uh, who Ryan, the new Flockhart, will have to contend with. But uh, um, with that, I ask you this, my friend. Uh, you would mentioned it. You alluded to it just minutes ago. Who's your pick for the Stanley Cup playoffs?
2: Oh, I'm a Capitals fan, so I mean, I'm they sorry to hear that. <laughs> second round, they can't get out of. Uh, they I probably was gonna end say. up uh, hit, hitting the, the Penguins again in the second round or something, losing out. But yeah. I mean, I can't root against my team, so definitely the Capitals for the the cup.
1: Fair enough. Put down some smart money on the Capitals. They've been having amazing <laughs> uh, regular seasons for seems yeah. like uh, seems years 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 and years now. Ever since the the years of Joey Juno, but. Uh, um Kyle, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. We'll do this again after Sarnia is uh, said is and gone. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll tee up Barry, and we'll talk about the, the racing action from Sarnia. But I really appreciate you having the time for us this evening, and uh, we'll do this again sometime.
2: All uh, right. Thanks a lot, Brad. I no, really appreciate uh, you guys taking the time to talk to us,
1: and uh, we're
2: pumped that you guys support the series. And I'm excited for Sarnia and the last three rounds.
1: Before I let you go, where can people go buy tickets? Where can they find more information?
2: all it's all on rockstar triple uh tickets the events uh online registration for riders uh it's all on there um and then obviously our social feeds uh triple crown series on everything and yeah it's it's all up there
1: awesome man we'll be sure to check that out thanks again for the time don't hang up just yet for, for podcast sake we gonna cut it off right there